Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hey, mamas, what the fuck is good? My name is Camo, and you're listening to another episode of Unfazed and Unbothered, the podcast where we rant, rave, and ramble about literally any and everything. Um, Last week, my episode, My Troubled Adolescence, I didn't expect to continue that episode. But you know what? I'm going to do a little part two for the girls because I've just continued to reminisce and recall a lot of instances with some of my old friends this past week. And we got a lot of laughs and uh, recalled a lot of drama and situations. And it's just so silly looking back in retrospect how silly life really was. Um, I did also... uh, come across this box in my closet that has hundreds, hundreds of notes back and forth from some old friends dating back to middle school, uh, all through high school. So much drama that I forgot about. Yeah. I also have my yearbooks. I'm not going to really read through them, but, uh, you know, like I said last week, I was a bit of a class clown and... I didn't ever really realize that people weren't really laughing with me. They were laughing at me for the most part. I had a lot of people that really cared about me and actually going through these notes and my yearbook uh, really emphasized that, but it also emphasized that so many more people hated me um, and were only around to uh, get a kick out of me. So I've written down several more stories to share. Uh, This might turn into a three-part. I don't know, because my great-grandmother, you know, she passed away in October. And uh, my aunt, you know, was cleaning out her house. And she had a cupboard in there that just had hundreds of uh, journals and uh, things that I had written 
drawn over, you know, the course of my lifespan um, from, you know, like five years old up to about 18 or 19. So um, there's so much I haven't even dug into that box, really. It's so massive, full of just composition notebooks and lyrics and poems and stories and so much that I'm like, wow, Camo, what the fuck is your life? Um, so yeah, life updates this past week, not really any updates at all. Um, I did get Adderall the other day. So thank you, Jesus. I'm back doing my thing and it's really coursing through my pussy right now. So I feel up to speed. I feel focused and, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to get back in the groove because girls, I was going through it. I... Don't want to put Adderall on a on a pedestal. I said that last week. You know, I you don't. I have ADHD, but you know, it really feels like when I'm not medicated, I have no will to live. And when I take my medication, I just feel like a normal human being. I feel alert. I feel uh, present. I feel like I can focus on one task, one conversation at a time. And I was struggling. I really was. So um, we're back. We're doing our thing. And life is just so cute and gorgeous. It is. Um, I am still having high blood pressure, not quite as high, but, you know, I, I um, have been checking it every day and it's still, you know, like 150 over 100, which is still high, but it was 195 over 115 when I checked it in the doctor's office. And that was terrifying. It was um, at stroke level. So don't worry, I will be okay. But um, they did prescribe me amlodipine. It is a blood pre pressure medication. I'm not taking that shit anymore because it was making me fucking dizzy. In fact, I was in Target the other day and I was on the verge of passing out. Like, uh, it was awful. I, I um, also have not smoked weed in three days. So that might also be why I feel so uh, uppity. I feel alert and awake more than I have in a while. Um, I realized that uh, smoking is a trigger for my blood pressure because uh, I did smoke like two or three days ago, three days three-ish days ago when I stopped doing it. Um, actually, the same day I went to that Target and uh, maybe it was the weed. Maybe it wasn't the blood pressure. I don't fucking know. The medication says it can cause dizziness. So I, you know, but I had just also smoked and my heart was coming out of my fucking chest. I thought I was going to pass out. I had to sit down and Target. It was very scary for me, but um, we're all good. We're all good in the hood today. I feel great. I've been sleeping more. I've been sleeping earlier. So I'm, I'm doing my best to take care of myself um, better than I was. I've been walking again. Um, And I'm drinking water, period. I always drink water, but I don't drink enough water. Got to get your fluids in, girls. It's it's essential. You can, not that you should go without food, but, you know, they say you can live without food, but you can't live without water. And it's true. So drink your fluids, not just Coke, bitch. Drink water, okay? It's good for you. It makes your pussy do what it's supposed to do. I don't know what I'm saying at this point. But anyways, let's get into the story times. I have a list of things, but I also, towards the end of the episode, I put on my Instagram story yesterday to submit y'all's uh, most embarrassing love and sex stories. So uh, I will be reading some of those towards the end of the episode. But 
Let's get into my troubled adolescence part two. Now, again, these are in no particular order. They're just coming straight from my list. But um, there was this girl. And now I haven't really been saying names in any of these situations, but um, this particular one, I did make a song about her. So it's like kind of hard to avoid. Um, but this girl, Jessica, she was just such a nuisance in my life. You know, ninth grade, um, we became friends. And I was very much just looking for acceptance and people who didn't judge me. And my ninth grade year, I was very seen. I would like wear the fucking, what are those old bandanas we used to wear back in the day? Like the scarves, the big old... Anyways, I would wear those in like all black band t-shirts. I would spike my hair up in the back looking like a whole fucking peacock in these streets. I was very much out there. And, um, you know, she was another little scene girly. And I really felt like I could trust her with, you know, just life. And so um, I remember in ninth grade her confessing to me that she was a little bisexual. And I had never ever spoken about my sexuality or my um, curious thoughts at the time, because that's really all they were. And uh, I kind of opened up to her and told her that I thought I was bisexual as well. And, you know, thought she was my bestie. And um, anyways, fast forward to uh, the summer in between ninth to 10th grade, I Sorry, bitch. I don't know who this is calling me. It says Winder. So it's probably one of my old hometown bitches listening and being like, bitch, I heard you talking shit. Well, fuck you, bitch. Anyways, so in between ninth and 10th grade, the summer, you know, back in the day, Facebook, we all did the like for a TBH. Beep, beep, bop, bop, boop, boop, boop. Well, she had, um, did something like, like my status and I'll edit a photo of you. And so, of course... I I liked it. I wanted a, I wanted an edited photo of me. You know, we were all vain back then. We all just, you know, we wanted a TBH. And um, so she edited a photo of me and she wrote my favorite faggot and put a rainbow and gay flags all over the, the photo, posted it to my Facebook and her Facebook as well. And that was such a big betrayal to me because I had trusted this girl with such uh classified information you know I thought that I could trust her I thought she was my friend and that was my problem I was too fucking trusting I trusted too much and um it just started a tit-for-tat war with this bitch and uh, I had posted one back of her and made her look so fucked up and I wrote my favorite lesbian and that triggered her and I'm like bitch the audacity. What did you just do? And I'm the fucking problem now because anyways, um, over the course of 10th grade, you know, we went back and forth and like, I was so forgiving, you know, I'm very much the person always have been probably always will be. You could do the worst shit to me. If you can come to me and apologize, own up to what you did or said, I'm willing to look past it. I'm very forgiving. And maybe that's a toxic trait of mine. Uh, but, you know, my great grandmother instilled unconditional love and forgiveness in me from such an early age. So, you know, 
I tried to look past all the shit that she caused for me. And, uh, you know, people always assumed I was gay in middle school and high school. It was just like everyone knew before I really knew. And so that was such a betrayal to me when she did that. But anyways, I looked past it. We became friends again. But um, I always just caught her talking shit. People would come to me and be like, oh, Jessica said this, that, and the third. And then my senior year, I believe it was, um, she, I don't remember all the deets, but there was this guy I was absolutely in love with and she accused him of assaulting her pretty much in the band room. Well, I had her on recording at the time telling somebody else that she made all that up because he would not get with her. And I was, no one had known, or I had not admitted to it, but, you know, me and him had messed around. I was in love with him. I was so obsessed with him. And I just didn't, I couldn't fathom the idea of my down low mans trying to get with this fugly bitch. I just couldn't. I couldn't. I could not. And we just had problems. We had this one class and I was drawing me and my friends and she was sitting around there and I would just always draw us all, myself included, I would draw us in the most ugliest profound ways and I was like "Mm, Jessica can I draw you and she was like don't you draw me a big nose you know I did bitch because I was fucked up and you know you deserved it you were a cunt so I did and you know she ran out of the classroom was just so pissed because you know her nose was her insecurity and that and, and looking back that was very nasty of me but all things considered you know tit for tat bitch okay so um in school I always would make music. I would I would write diss tracks when I got into beefs. And um, there was a song that I titled her name was Jessica Ka Ka. Uh, yes, this is for you. Ha 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 ha. All that bull, all that shit you talking, blah, 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 blah. You think I feel bad? Nah, uh, uh, uh. Mm. I still to this day, people bring that shit up. It's something I'll never be able to live down. Uh, it was, it was, um, it was something. So anyways, uh, she was a cunt and she's nasty and she is just strung the fuck out. Wish you well, bitch, but you were a mess and you still are. <laughs> anyways, um, another situation. So my mother, I mentioned last week how she she just rode for her children and she did not play. Well, one day we went to the Auburn mcdonald's down the street from my house and i saw one of my bullies in the drive-thru window i leaned my seat back and my mom was like cam what the fuck are you doing are you hiding from somebody and i was like just 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 get the food and go just get the food and go and she's like is this a bully of yours and i was like yes but don't say anything don't say anything my mom pulled up and turned the fuck up on this little six, 16, 17 year old. She was like, bitch, you better be glad you're in, in, in school and you're on the clock because if I was, I would beat the fuck out of you. You make fun of my kid one more time and I'll, 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 I'm going to come for you, your family and everybody in between. She didn't play. She did not motherfucking play. She's the type that if you fuck with me, she was going to go in there and get you fired. Um. Anyway, so that was just a quick story. You know, I'm going to go on a break. Um, when I get back, I'm going to finish this list I've got. But um, yeah, stay tuned. I'm also going to read some of these notes that I found because they're just so silly. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, 
Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so my list continued. So me and my bestie uh, back in the day, we were definitely the most hated at our school. Not popular, but we were the most hated. People loved to talk. She was growing on social media. I was making music, trying to grow on social media. It just wasn't in the cards for me at that period of time. But um, anyways, uh, people just always had a lot to say about us. And we just stuck to ourselves. We were just a, an inseparable duo. And um, this story, so there was this girl, she was our mutual friend. We very much tolerated her and would talk shit about her afterwards. But you know what? It was fully warranted because, you know, some of the shit she also did to me. But um, anyways, she was such a poser-ass bitch, a pick-me-ass bitch. And me and this particular bestie, we always bonded over music. Um, we listened to a lot of the same music, Lana, Marina, and things that people in our hometown just weren't fucking with. And um, our music taste was all over the place. And this particular friend of ours would always be like, oh, yeah, I love that song. I love that band. I heard them on Pandora. So me and my friend would... It, we, we started calling this bitch Pandora and she she didn't fucking understand why. It was just like an insider between me and her. We'd be like fucking Pandora. We always gave people random names, like code names. So it was like, oh, that there goes Pandora. And no one, no one would fucking know who we were talking about, but it was just like our thing. And so um, we'd be like, hey, Pandora, how are you, Pandora? What's going on, Pandora? And um, she was just, she just couldn't understand why. But um, one particular day we had devised a plan that we were going to make up a band that did not exist and be like oh we were going to start singing a song we started singing some random ass song and um i was like oh my god i love this band and she's like oh my god me too i heard them on 
Pandora. And that was when we realized that not only was this bitch a pick me, but she was full of shit also. So we didn't fuck with that bitch. And uh, fast forward, she did end up like kind of outing me because, you know, my I've mentioned way back in I think season one, my brother did catch me and his bestie. And, um, you know, he told this particular mutual of ours and one other girl and they both had a loud ass fucking mouth and they you know were spreading it like wildfire come to find out that particular mutual was also fucking around with my brother's bestie and she was jealous because she found out that i was also you know getting a taste and she couldn't stand it so um she tried to out me and uh, it just wasn't cute that was that everybody was always just trying to out me catch catch me in some shit in fact I found this note that's so fucked up and me and my ex-girlfriend actually, we, were, we just got off the phone and we were talking about um, just such a nasty individual we, we went to school with that I still up until a few years ago was calling a friend and like I have no bad blood against her but it just like talking to my friend this morning and just recalling some of the situations and hearing that she kind of did similar things to her so fucked up but this girl um basically would put it in our brains that like certain people liked us and like she would always act like she's trying to play the matchmaker but it was just so she could go and laugh amongst her friends about how desperate you know i looked or this person looked and Back then, like, I just wanted to be accepted. And so it was kind of fucked up thinking back in retrospect because I was so naive to it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this girl's like, she's really trying to help me out. No, she was clowning on me behind my back. You stupid fucking cunt bitch. You're so nasty to me. Anyways, I found this letter that. um, ugh, Fuck. It's somewhere in this big ass pile. But basically, she had. um had this boy write me a letter and was like hey cam i've been having a thing for you for a long time do you like me back can we be more than friends why do i still have it i don't fucking know um but it was basically this what i thought was a friend trying to get a laugh amongst her friends and um she very much did that to my ex-girlfriend too in high school just a nasty manipulative person and you know it's funny because she's now getting married to somebody who I think like three years ago she was still on her bullshit and I still wasn't aware of how like vindictive she was and she had like reached out to me and was like hey so-and-so uh has a thing for you and at this point obviously I've been out of the closet for a long time and she's like so-and-so has a thing for you and uh yeah they they wanted me to let you know like they want to fuck and, you know, me being like naive to the situation. I'm like, oh my God, what's this Instagram? And I'm now looking back, she was probably getting the fucking biggest kick out of her life. And now she's marrying this person. But anyway, it's just, wow, I can't. Um, people like that are disgusting. And there were so many people like that in my high school. People took advantage of me because I was so open. I was so out there and I engaged and I always had something to say, always had something to fucking say. And, you know, I was always painted as a bully. I was always painted as 
the bad guy because I stuck up for myself. See, there was like a handful of queer people at my school, not many of us. And the difference between me and the rest of them at, is they would get bullied and they would be silent. They would be silent. And I was never that person. I've never been that person. And y'all know that. Y'all have got to know me. I, I, I will speak my mind. I have always fought for what's right and I will always use my voice. If, if it... Anyways, so um, I was always painted as the bad guy because people would be like, you fat, ugly, faggot, beep, beep, bop, bop, boop, boop, boop. Say the nastiest shit to me and I'd be like, your shoes came from Payless. Bitch, I can't take you seriously until you brush your teeth. Oh, I know you're not coming at me with that stringy ass hair. Bitch, beep, beep, like, And it would just be the shortest shit and I would just shoot them down. And peop- I, I, would, I would hit them where, where it hurts. Like you could not affect me. There was nothing that you could say to me that upset me. I've always been, I've always had this mindset. If you ain't dicking me down or you ain't my mama, rest in peace, her soul. Ain't a damn thing you can say that's going to hurt my feelings. Are you feeding me? Are you fucking me? Are you financing me? No, no, and no. I don't give a fuck what you say. In fact, all you are is fueling my fire. And it's funny because looking in these yearbooks, actually, there are one of two things in here. I, you know, wasn't fully self-aware back then and I thought I had a lot more friends than I did but um there are so many signatures and entries in these yearbooks and all of them say one of two things either oh my god cam I can't wait to see you on TV one day you're going to be so famous uh, you're you're destined for greatness keep being you you're one of a kind or it would say Camo, you're a big faggot. Camo the fag. Camo's a, a queer. You're such a queer. Your biggest fag I know. One of two things. There's like at least 50 entries from people that I thought were my friends. And now looking back in retrospect, they weren't my friends at all. They were just calling me faggot and queer and all these nasty things. And I was like, ha ha, it's funny. It's so funny. Yeah. Faggot me. Ha <laughs> um, But now like, seeing everything unfold I've got my own show now so to those of you who believed in me uh, way back then thank you and to those of you who uh, had choice words for me um, I hope that you are watching this episode and uh, feel so stupid because you played yourself bitch Um, yeah but anyways I always got into trouble always got into beefs because I stuck up for myself and I was not somebody who took shit from anybody my mother raised me with such a backbone my mother was so vocal when something wasn't right or fair and she really instilled that into me to have a voice to stick up for what's right to stick up for myself and defend myself no matter how uncomfortable you know I I was resilient I was fearless and so was she um so anyways let's see another situation that I got into uh almost got me into some juvenile trouble I don't remember exactly how this particular instance started but um I think somebody had said something to me on Facebook it was like every time I got on Facebook there were people sub statusing me and being like oh shit uh, camos posted on Facebook, y'all get the popcorn because bitches knew it was on. And my mother would be in the comments chiming in too, like, bitch, you look like this, you look like that, beep, beep, bop, boop. And it was just nonsense. It was all nonsense. But um, 
it was it was fun. And uh, this one particular time, this girl had got offended because I said something about her, some insecurity of hers, I guess, which, you know, is fucked up of me. Sure. But I mean, can you blame me? Someone's calling me a fat, ugly faggot and telling me to kill myself. Like, what else am I to do? Take the high road and be like, you know what? You're right. You're right. No, that wasn't me. And that's still not me. OK, bitch. I, I, I for an eye. OK, very much. I am more mature in that sense now. I don't take it there. I hit people with facts now and uh, I will take the 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 more mature route at this point in my life. But back then, oh bitch, you 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 signed up for it, okay? Um anyways, this girl had said something fucked up to me and I said something fucked up to her and then her and like her sister posted on my wall saying I was a big faggot and I needed to kill myself. And it just was like a whole thread with like 500 comments. And um, there was um, some, you know, I'm not even going to say that because that might be problematic. Um, this girl allegedly lied about a situation that didn't happen to her. And some type of assault situation. I don't really know about all the deets because I wasn't involved in this bitch's life and I don't give a fuck. Um, hope it didn't happen. But if it did, so sorry. This is all in the past. But um, there was no, nothing was off limits. And you're telling me to kill myself. So I, you know, I threw, I had, I didn't actually, I had a friend who had graduated and I had them um, throw that in the comments. And it was fucked up. And it's very problematic looking back in hindsight and uh you know i do have some remorse for this however like i said an eye for an eye you're telling me to kill myself you're saying all these nasty things so like what am i supposed to do i'm little high school me against the world yeah i'm gonna take it there and um anyways she had her brother who was not really her brother texting me and telling me that um he was gonna claw my eyes out and he was gonna kill me and he was gonna beat my ass and this that and the third and um that thread with all these comments, there was so many fucking comments. These fucking bitches deleted every one of their problematic comments and kept all of mine, printed them up and took it to the office and made it seem like I just was attacking them out of nowhere. And I almost got in a lot of trouble. If it had gotten physical at school, I was going to be sent to juvenile. So luckily it didn't get physical because after that I kind of minded my P's and Q's, but it was a big deal and it did cause such a divide. Like this was like a, such a turning point in my high school experience because, you know, people already thought of me as such um, a troubled individual. And when they heard like the, I don't remember all the details, but I just remember so many people turning their back on me because of this situation. But it was painted in such a false way. I don't really care. Um, fast forward years later, that very bitch who caused all of this was like, we should do a song together. Bitch, fuck off. Anyways, I used to love football games, not to watch the football games, just because it was drama. Like I said, I was always sticking up for myself. I was fearless and people would see me out and about at the games just doing my thing with my friends my girlies and they would attack me they would be like oh look it's a faggot and like I said I'm not gonna sit there and be silent I'm not gonna take it I'm not going to let some, somebody have the upper hand over me I'm not gonna let somebody talk to me like that so I would always take it there and I did a few times it almost ended physical but um 
it was just so fun. It, it was it was so um, chaotic and it was so. I don't know. I was such a controversial character in my hometown. I did not have a following. I wasn't even really anybody yet, but everybody knew that one day I was going to be something. They all were just so interested in everything I posted. And I, you know, it was just for my school, really. But like at, at fucking games, I was so known across like towns. I didn't even realize I had a reach like that. But I would go to football games and we'd be playing games from like towns over fucking counties over that I had never even been to and bitches would find me and be like oh my god you're that you're you're so and so you're but can I take a picture with you I was living I was living I was living and people that hated me would see that and be like who the fuck does this bitch think they are they're a fucking fat ugly faggot bitch your mother ugh anyways uh, I'm just rambling, but you know what? Y'all signed up for that. Uh, let's see. So, mm, this one instance. Oh, <sighs> what's so funny is going back to that situation where that girl kind of like was just trying to get a, a giggle, a kick out of me and like trying to get me to like, you know, get with people that, you know, didn't even really like me, whatever. Um, her now uh engaged part her husband to be in seventh grade i was new to town and um everybody had such strong opinions about me and um i just didn't understand why because i really when i first moved over there i really was so um I don't want to say insecure, but I was just so to myself because I was so different. I was such an outcast and like going from Lawrenceville, this like urban area where I was kind of similar to a lot of people like style wise and music wise and then moving to such a um, a country backwards ass town people just saw me they didn't like me and so I kind of really did take note of that early on and I did kind of keep to myself. But um, in seventh grade, I remember being in gym class and um, this guy that is now marrying that bitch, he got in my lap in the locker room and started giving me a lap dance. And all the boys in the locker room were getting the biggest kick out of it. They all just wanted to see if I was gay and going to be into it. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, I went through so many situations like that. And looking back, like, it is sad. It's really actually sad. Uh, I have a sense of humor about it now, but I think I was just so jaded to what was really going on because there was just always some fucked up shit happening to me, always such extreme situations. And I don't feel like I deserved most of it. I don't think the majority of it was not warranted, but people loved to pick on me because I was an easy target. I was reactive, you know. And I was so out there and so different from all of my classmates. Um, so, yeah, lots of um, good times, lots of good times. But, you know, um, I don't know. 
Yeah, uh, that's kind of it for this list. I'm going to read some of these notes, though, just so y'all can kind of uh, get an understanding for some of the bullshit. But, um, oh, my God, I found so many love notes that my ex-girlfriends sent me back in the day. And they're so fucking funny. Um, I'm not going to say names because I don't want to embarrass her, but... um. We were in seventh grade and we had no business talking like this. But I had written this note to her and like, you know, the do you like me? Circle it. You know, what's your favorite song? She wrote Shoddy is a 10. That was like our song back then by The Dream. How long has your throat been hurting? We didn't do nothing like that. Anyway, she said since Sunday. I said, after our first kiss, can I just come up to you and kiss you? Yes or no? She said, yes. I said, why did you say yes to me? She said, because you always make me smile and you have pretty eyes. I said, does anyone say stuff about me? Who and what? My cousins and sisters, they say we don't look good together, but I love you, baby. <laughs> that was seventh grade. Um there was another, there was two notes from her. I, I can't believe I have this shit. Hold on, bear with me. Okay, here are two notes from her. Oh, these are fucking, I can't, you can't make this shit up. Hey, baby, are you sure you're okay with me being that honest with you? I was so surprised of what I told you I was doing when you called me. I don't know what she was doing. Was she figuring her little pussy? I hope not. I don't fucking know. Um, I was so surprised when I told you what I was doing when you called me. I am that honest with you, and I will never lie to you. In that note you gave me, did you call yourself a freak or me? Because I am nasty too, and I can make anything sound nasty, especially when someone asks a teacher to sharpen their pencil. LOL. Love you. That was one. Here's another one she wrote me. <laughs> hey, baby, I can't stop thinking about you. And when I do, I get a tickling feeling in my stomach and I start laughing and people be like looking at me like I'm crazy. I love you as much as someone can be loved. You are the best boyfriend ever. You are everything I love. There is nothing underlined four times. Nothing wrong with you. You're perfect. I don't care what them haters be saying. Because deep down, they all want you. And they want to be like you. And wish they had someone like you. Love you. You know, reading some of these notes. Let's see. What was another one from another girlfriend? Um, <laughs> this one. Oh, girl, please don't hate me. You know who you are, but I'm not going to I'm not going to say your name. We got off the phone this morning. But anyway, she goes, oh, my God, babe, finally our five month. I'm so happy that we've been together for five months. And I hope there are many more to come. You're the best boyfriend. Oh, boyfriend. Best boyfriend I've ever had. Wait, you're the best boyfriend in the world. You are the one and only that I love. I can trust you with my life and I can't trust anyone as much as I trust you. I love your smile, your personality, your looks, and everything else. Your eyes are awesome. It's a trending thing, you know. People say they love my eyes. What can I say? They are captivating. Um, 
Your eyes are awesome. Life would suck without you. And I'm glad you're here for more. For me, you have not only turned my life around, but you've taught me more about myself than anybody else. We have such great memories. Even though we fight, you mean the world to me and never, I never want to lose you. And I can actually get be myself around you and haven't been able to be like that with anybody else I've dated. So I just want you to know I love you always and forever. And, you know, reading some of these notes and a lot of these um, entries in my um, yearbooks, it made me feel good. It, it really gave me an, um, a confidence this morning. I was just a little boost, if you will, because so many people in these notes and these entries and just thinking about how many people on the internet have told me such things and how many friends I've had in the past vocalize these things to me. One thing that I always have heard is I can be completely myself around you. I don't feel like you judge me. I feel secure around you. You make me feel good about myself. And that is something I've always loved to hear. It's it's something that I've always loved about myself because I want everyone to feel comfortable and confident. I want everybody to be themselves. I want everybody to feel fearless and feel safe to be themselves. And so reading that, it really made me feel good about myself because despite all the drama and all the, the chaos and controversy that I caused, I still recall so many people through the wreckage come up to me and be like, you really speak your mind in a way that gives me confidence. You have taught me, even when I was in high school and I was just posting my life candidly, all the details, which is just scary to think about. They would come to me and be like, you really have made me feel secure. It made me feel safe to be myself. And I see the same comments on TikTok in my DMs. And reading all these letters, like so many letters from different people telling me the same thing, emphasizing that notion to me, it just really made me feel so good and so okay with who I am and where I'm at in life because some things never change. And that's something that I've always strived to be is, 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 um, a safe place for friends, for people I meet. I mean, I don't know what it is about me, but I meet random people in the streets. They don't know me from Adam's house cat and they will just open up to me about every little detail. And I'm just there to listen. You know, see people need somebody to listen and, and, and go back and forth and hear them out and like try to understand them. And I feel like not a lot of people have understood me. So I've tried to be the friend for so many people that I didn't have, you know, not that these friends weren't good to me. Um, but it's 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 been a struggle to find somebody who's really understood me fully. Um, so to know that I was that person for so many people and and continue to be so really makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I've done something worthwhile and it makes me feel like a good person. So I know a lot of these stories I told y'all are chaotic and might paint me in a bad light, um, but it was all for the greater good. Every fight I've ever been in, it was all to prove a point. It was all to give somebody a taste of their own medicine. It was all to defend what is right, you know? So um, 
I hope some of y'all don't think of me differently because <laughs> of some of the stories I shared. I probably should have kept some of them to myself, but I found so much cool shit from high school. I found this script that I wrote. I've always been so creative. We had a video broadcasting class and I did it all. I wrote the scripts. I filmed it. I edited it. I starred in it. And, uh, I wish I could find, I had like the DVDs for this, but like, bitch, I was writing. This is so thick. It's a big ass script. Like what? Campsite killer. If y'all got that on video anywhere, please, somebody let me know. What is this? Oh, this is a song. Y'all, this episode is all over the place. So, so sorry. Not sorry at all. But um, I don't know when this was from, but it was probably from middle school. But anyways, this is a little rap I wrote. I make it rain. You're gonna need a boat. Get your stuff ready. Bring a raincoat. I don't play games. It's all about me. And it better be. I'm original. Now you see. <sighs> don't start something unless you finish it. Because when I play the game, I'm here to win it. <laughs> you get it? You got it? You better remember. I'm a solo artist. I don't need no members. <laughs> Don't forget my name. It'll come in handy because I'm making my money and it's sweet like candy. Per The foreshadowing of it all. I always knew. I always fucking knew. I was tested for greatness one day. Okay. Uh, what's this? What's this? Oh, my God. Another, another um, song I wrote. Get out my face, boy. I'll knock, I'll knock your lights out. You don't know me or what I'm about. Sit back and relax. Let the money come in. Shut your mouth. Be quiet. It's a quarter to ten. I don't even know where I was going with this. This is so lame to me. I'm going to just toss that one because that one was not cute. You didn't eat there, mama. The other one, it was kind of cute. But um, what is this? Oh, I read that. You know, this was very telling right here. I drew an iPod touch and the song that was playing was in the closet by Michael Jackson. I drew this November 12th, 2009. <laughs> I'm fucking screaming. This note right here was me and a classmate going back and forth about a situation. I think I talked about it a little bit last week, but um, I can't remember for sure if I did. But um, basically, there was these three kids and um, they would bully the fuck out of this other queer student and he never stuck up for himself. He just took it like a champ. And it was sad to me. It was very sad. And even though I was in the closet, I was still very vocal. I did not like bullies. I would bully the bullies. And... Um, they also would like they would mess with me sometimes, but not quite as much because this this kid was out and very gay and um, just let him fucking live. Let him fucking be his little self. Like, what was it to you, bitch? But um, this particular teacher would not do her fucking job. She was so lax. There was so many disruptions, so much chaos in that class. And she would just sit there and give these like stares like that she would just blink so intensely when she was annoyed but she would not she would not uh reprimand anybody she would not uh get the class to settle down she would just look at you and hope that you'd be quiet and nobody would because she was just not a good a, a authoritative figure you're a teacher bitch you're supposed to be 
cutting up, you know, like fights and arguments and stuff. She didn't. She would just be like, all right, y'all, settle down. Bitch, these motherfuckers are screaming across, across the classroom, calling this kid a fucking faggot and telling him to kill himself. And you're just like, settle down. I'll wait. Bitch, get the fuck up. Anyways, um, one of those three, one day I was obsessed with Gaga and all of my binders had pictures of her in like collages that I would make. And um, this one kid, he stole my binder, took the picture out, the collage that I had made and drew penises all over Gaga. You remember that rumor that Gaga was trans or was a man, whatever. Um, he drew penises all over her, drew mustaches on her, you know, the immature shit, whatever. And um, that was like the final straw for me. And uh, so that day after class, I went to the teacher and I said, listen, if you're not going to do your fucking job, I'm going to go to administration and not only get these kids in trouble, but I'm going to get you in trouble for not doing your fucking job. You see this these kids bullying the fuck out of this poor child. I luckily have a, a thick enough skin but he looks like he's on the verge of and like uh, do something bitch do your fucking job okay so the next day one of the three kids the one who really didn't chime in at all he just kind of would laugh at what they were saying for some reason he got written up i did not specify any names i was just like if you don't stop letting people bully this kid I'm going to do something about it. Why did she single out this one individual? I don't fucking know. But anyways, I had a friend that was like my only friend in that classroom. And after that situation, she was not fucking with me. And um, I'm going to read some of it. Well, some little snitch must have told. It's mm, problematic word. I This was me. I swear I did not tell. And if I did, I would have been, it would have been on Jackson. Because he told me at lunch that he's the one who wrote on my magazines. Um, he found it funny. Uh, I don't know how this other person got thrown under the bus because they just sit there and laugh. I don't know. But still, so-and-so didn't deserve to get in trouble for stuff he didn't do. And I said, I know. Underline, underline. I know. But I just want to know who told. I swear to you, I didn't tell on him. Do you believe me? I don't fucking know. I, I, I don't think I do because everything that has happened. I said, oh my God, what happened? What was so serious to cause such a conflict in our friendship? What was so bad to cause him to even get in trouble? If I have to, I'll make sure that I right my wrongs. I don't know. It's stupid. You must have been told wrong because he got written up. What the fuck? I didn't tell on him. It was all so-and-so. All I said was that the teacher needed to do her job. And they're sitting here calling me gay fag, etc. Screaming across the room at, I'm not going to name the child, whatever. Um, the next day, su suddenly this kid was written up. That's, that's all my understanding was. I did not single him out. I did not even mention his name. So I don't know why he got written up. None of it should have happened. It's all stupid. Bitch, you're sitting here not giving a fuck that two queer students are being ridiculed. Okay, you're so pressed because this nuisance of a child. He was a bad kid. He got written up. Okay, period. Who cares? Whatever. Move the fuck on. Um, You know, it wasn't all bad. I was a good student. I got a... um. This was a wildcat walk. I got um a gift card for... Returning a wallet filled with money. Such an honest, good individual. Such a kind Samaritan. 
I probably look crazy today, y'all. I don't care. Y'all are learning so much. What is this? Oh, just another girlfriend telling me I'm the best. What can I say? Oh my God, these were some of my grades in eighth grade and like teachers would leave comments on the side and most of them say, a pleasure to teach, but please limit talking. Easily distracted. Limit talking. A pleasure to teach. Cooperative attitude, but inconsistent work. A pleasure to teach consistent work. Okay, so I was consistent in chorus, but I was not consistent in social studies. Hmm. What can I say? I got a lot to say, okay? Okay, I'm done reading some of these notes. Y'all get the gist. It was it was uh, a lot. A lot of chaos, a lot of drama, a lot of fun, a lot of cuteness, a lot of a lot of stuff. Okay. So I'm gonna go on another break and then when I come back, I'm gonna be reading some of you girls' uh entries to me about your embarrassing sex stories and love stories. So stay tuned. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right. I'm back and ready to read some of these stories. Some of you uh, asked to remain anonymous, and I understand. Totally get it, girls. Um, I see this similar story repeated quite a bit. But anyways, me and my boyfriend were 69ing, and I accidentally farted in his face. He hadn't even noticed. So I proceeded to get extremely embarrassed. I catapulted off the bed, giggling, and hit the bedside lamp, landed on the floor with the lamp on top of me. There I am, naked, laying on the floor, laughing hysterically with a lamp on top of me. My laugh is one of those ridiculous cackles. My boyfriend had no idea what was going on, but then he smelt it. And he was like, did you just fucking fart? What is happening? Thankfully, he's an understanding slash wonderful man. And we continued the deed in a different position. What a king. A true man he is. Sex is not always going to be cute and gorgeous. It gets messy. It gets sloppy. It gets dirty, okay? You're putting body parts and other body parts, other holes, orifices, booties, pussies, mouths. There's, there's things going on, okay? So um, I'm glad he was an understanding man. Okay, so, ooh, this is a long one. Please keep me anonymous. Love you, by the way. <laughs> Love you too, girl. Some of these I have not read, so this is, you know, I'm reading it for the first time. Two years ago for Valentine's Day, I decided to try to spice things up for my fiance and I. I went to Starship a few days before and found a cute little butt plug with a pink crystal on the end. When the time came, I hit him with the reverse cowgirl period queen and everything was going great until he finished. As I got up, 
From the position, I felt my butt trying to swallow the plug. So I stood up fast to pull it out. Big mistake. When I stood up, my butthole did in fact (laughs) swallow it. I went to the toilet to try to get it out. After taking several minutes, it quickly became swollen. So my fiance called 911. (gasps) I'll never forget having to tell the dispatcher that I had a butt plug stuck in my ass. When the EMTs got there, it was two younger girls and they were so nice about the situation. They tried to get it out, but they couldn't. So off to the hospital, I went. This is when I started to freak out because they started taking, talking about surgery after seeing the x-ray. Finally, this big man comes in, inserts a balloon up there and sticks his hand up my butthole and pulls it out. They had the nerve to ask me if I still wanted it. My fiance and I will forever be scared to try that again. Queen, I would be too. And you know what? I actually have a butt plug that I've never used and it's got a cute little purple crystal at the end. And now reading that, I don't think I'm ever going to pull it out. So, um, It's just going to be a cute and gorgeous little crystal on my shelf, I guess. Um, Somebody said, a guy left me on a date once at a wine bar where we had some charcuterie charcuterie as well. I went to the bathroom and he paid the tab and left. He said, yeah, I didn't think you were going to put out. Well, yeah, I wasn't, especially not now. Bitch, you dodged a bullet. Good for you. Fuck that man. At least he paid for the tab. At least he paid for the fucking tap. Thank God. What a fucking cunt. Um, Let's see. I slept with my assistant coach in college. He was a student as well. And everyone on the team found out. Sad face. Girl, been there, done that. Um, Well, not that. But, you know, people knew something that wasn't supposed to be known. Okay, let's see. So, someone said... <laughs> When my husband and I were newly married, we were asked to house sit for my college professor while he went on vacation. Okay, interesting um, relationship. Your college professor is asking you to house sit? Okay, interesting. Okay, I'm not going to ask questions. During our stay, we broke his bed, acting up, getting dirty. It was so obvious how we did it. And I replied, I said, oh my God, no way. I need more details. What, is ha- what happened when he got back? We glued that motherfucker back with some w- wood glue. Oh, hell yeah, bitch. Same thing I would have done. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, most embarrassing awkward sex story for me would have to be finding a way to fuck my high school boyfriend on the couch in front of what? Finding a way to fuck my high school boyfriend on the couch in front of my parents. <gasps> because they wouldn't let us be alone in my room with the door closed. We were underneath the blankets while we were watching a movie. I was so scared, embarrassed, but desperate. All the lights were off. He'd been my boyfriend for over a year, so they did love us together and didn't care that we were kind of spooning under the covers, when in reality, he had slipped it in. It was going very slow. Looking back, it's kind of weird, but so crazy I even did that. The feeling was so thrilling. I sent another one in your DMs about us getting caught having sex, though. Not sure if he's... Anyways, if it makes you feel any better, so I'm going to share one of my stories. So um, my girlfriend in eighth grade, um, one of the first times we had ever 
went out. My family took us to a haunted house. And uh, my dad had this little Honda Civic two-door coupe. And it was me, my brother, and my girlfriend in the back seat, just packed in like sardines. All three of us were big, thick, chunky bitches, okay? So we were like, we were packed back there, okay? We had no business doing this. But, you know, to make you feel a little better about your situation, um, I had put a jacket over my lap. And my girlfriend, I was sitting in the middle too. My girlfriend was jerking me off right next to my brother. And uh, yeah, we we all both got caught. Uh, we were bad. We were so bad. Me and this particular girlfriend, she was like my sexual awakening. You know, we just like some of my first sexual experiences. You know, one time for Halloween, we went trick-or-treating and um I was Fry Lord, Fry Lock, whatever, from Aqua Teen, Hun- Aqua Teen Hunger, whatever. I forget the name of the show. But um, she was a little candy corn witch. And um, we, so fucking bold. I think back to some of the decisions I made back then. And I'm like, wow, Camo, you really could have got yourself in a lot of trouble. Uh, but I didn't give a fuck. Okay. So we were trick-or-treating. It was towards the end of the night. So there wasn't as many trick-or-treaters at this point. Uh, It was probably like 9 p.m. Everyone's kind of going in. But we sat on a drain pipe. uh, Not a drain pipe. But, you know, the the thing where, like, the water goes down. The little sewers. Yeah, the little sewer areas where the water all collects. And we were sitting on one of those in the middle of this neighborhood. No bushes. No electric boxes around us. And she was underneath my costume giving me head. And there was there was a, a person or two that passed by. And uh, I think about that quite a bit. We talk about that situation quite a bit too. It's crazy. Also, my dad, I don't know, it, maybe he just never mentioned it. Um, but there was one particular time where I told him I needed to go get my phone out of the car. And so he gave me his keys and uh, we were gone for an extended period because we were doo 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 boop in his car. Well, then um, he came out of the mall and I didn't notice him until he was like maybe five feet away from the car. And I immediately like jumped and fell on the floor and pulled my pants up and he didn't have tinted windows. So he definitely probably saw that. And, uh, you know, I, I think back to that situation sometimes and I feel like maybe if he did, if he was aware, he probably didn't mention it to me because my whole family was like, oh, Cam's gay, Cam's queer, Cam's going to grow up and be queer. So he probably was thinking, yes. My son is not gay. Uh, my dad is not homophobic or phobic at all. In fact, he's uh, very accepting. Um, he's a very accepting individual. You know, it, it has been kind of awkward uh, between us, not going to lie. We've not really discussed much. Um, it's hard when you're a queer person. It, it's not really any parent's dream to have a queer child. I know a lot of people now just really don't care and they just want their child to be happy. But, you know, growing up, that was never an idea or a thought. So um, my dad, if he saw that, um, assuming he did, he probably was thinking to himself, yes, I'm gonna just let it happen because I don't have to worry now. Um, So yeah, let me get into a couple more. Can't believe I told y'all that. Um, But anyways... (laughs) Let's see. Okay, so. This girl told me that she basically queefed on her mans. And I said, oh my God, mama, I need more deets. How did he react? It was an accident. 
Um, it was on accident. It was actually with a very toxic high school boyfriend I had. So I guess he kind of deserved it. He slapped me across the face. Uh, I said, oh my God, girl, what? For him stuffing you full of air? I want to beat his ass for you now. Recently, he was wanted by the police for violating a PFA against an ex four times. What is a PFA? I probably sound so ignorant. A, I'm assuming that's like a restraining order, maybe? Less than a year, didn't know the extent of it, and probably has laid hands on her. So clearly he wasn't charged, only got one. Okay, uh, that's fucked up. Um, let's see, is there any more juicy ones? There was a lot of entries, but a lot of them were like, you farted on your man, something. There was one. Let's see. Okay, someone said, I was riding on top of my boyfriend. Toby Keith came on shuffle. I laughed mid-bounce and almost broke his dick in half. Oh my God, his poor penis. Someone said, I almost hooked up with a felon. Girl, retweet. Um, <laughs> a lot of people also uh, shared stories of giving head and throwing up on their partners. Uh, actually, that actually happened to me as well. Somebody threw up on me what's up at a time. Now, I have also been victim of almost throwing up, but um, I am a champ. So, you know, I made sure that I was, you know, Got it back down. Um, never threw up on somebody, but um, almost did a couple of times. Um, hooking up with a guy in front of my boyfriend. It was fun, and I was throwing it. Went to sp what? Went to spit and spit all over his chest. Okay, you sound like you're living a life, girl. Okay. Oh fuck. This person said, I was giving my ex oral and a wire sticking out of my braces cut the tip of his penis. <gasps> Girl, what happened next? Um, me and my ex got caught fucking in a movie theater parking lot by a police officer one time. Ooh, I used to fuck in, it, it, um, parking lots too. It was just so um, liberating. But uh, you will get caught and you will get... Uh, a sex offender charge and it'll always be on your record so be careful girls and boys someone asked how do you handle a partner that threatens to kill themselves when you want to break up with them Ooh. um i don't know because i know a lot of narcissistic people will do that and they don't have any intention on actually causing harm to themselves they just want to keep you trapped in their web uh, but if you are actually worried about this person's safety i highly recommend you contact their family and let them know that this person is in need of some attention some help and you need out of the situation because you just you should not stick around out of guilt or out of um, fear of what someone may or may not do if you don't love somebody if you're not into somebody don't be with them don't be with them don't stick around for somebody because you feel bad or you, you don't want to disappoint somebody just let them go do do what you feel like you need to do like i had two exes who always told me they were gonna off themselves as well both of them still very much here um so something a lot of people say 
Uh, but it shouldn't be taken lightly either. So don't, I don't want to give that impression. Like I said, if you think it's really necessary, reach out to somebody who can handle that situation and remove yourself. Um, yeah, all of these are just, I farted on a man. I vomited on a man. One, I can't find it, but someone basically said that she was giving head and he said he was close and he ended up pissing in her mouth and she never has finished a man since. So uh, that's all the stories I'm going to (laughs) share. Thank you for y'all's entries. Thank you for listening to my bullshit. I hope y'all were entertained this week. I probably told y'all way too much. You learned a lot about Miss Camo. Uh, But yeah, be good. Do nice things. Be there for people. And stick up for what's right. If there's anything you take from today's episode, have a backbone. Have a voice. And do what's right, okay? I love y'all. Make me proud. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.